This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Here's a statistic for you. Nearly 85% of American jobs are done while sitting down. More than 90% of jobs today require large amounts of screen time. A new podcast from NPR and TED Radio Hour is investigating how the human body is adapting and responding to these changes. So many of us spend our days plugged into our devices, and they don't energize us. We have text neck, achy backs, dry eyes. We don't remember a time before this kind of stress on the body. We feel agitated after spending our days on Zoom. And at night, we rest our butts down yet again to stream and scroll some more. The series is called Body Electric, and it explores how the use of tech in our everyday lives is impacting the way our bodies function and what we can do to make it better. So here to tell us more about the series is that voice you just heard, host Manoush Zamarodi. Welcome to Reset. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate you fitting me in, Sasha Ann. Absolutely. So let's start here, because the average adult spends 11 hours a day engaging with some sort of technology, right? And as you... <laughs> As you outline in your series, it's crazy, right? <laughs> that is not only crazy, but it hasn't always been the case. No. Tell no, us more. It hasn't. Yeah. So in our first episode that just launched today, we sort of try to trace how econ- economic eras have shaped the human body in the past. I mean, this is not new, right? Hunter gatherers for hundreds of thousands of years were lean and quick and nimble because of all the work they had to do to get their dinner. Then, of course, you get to uh, you speed up through into the agricultural era. And that's when you see we start to not having to run around as much because we have farming and all sorts of things. But there's still a ton of movement in our day. Five thousand years ago, the chair is invented, Mm -hmm. which is bizarre, considering one is attached to me most of the time. that It had to be invented. (laughs) But we didn't really see people sitting that much until the 1850s uh, with the Industrial Revolution. And then. Here in the last sort of century or so, you get white collar jobs coming in the 1930s set with people, you know, offices filled with desks. And then the 70s and 80s, you start to see the personal computer and the work computer taking over a lot of the things we do. And Mm -hmm. and as you say, fast forward to now, 85 percent of us are sedentary at our jobs. Uh, Over 92 percent of jobs require digital skills. So all this efficiency that we have built into our daily lives and especially into our work lives comes at a cost, though, because it means that we are sitting on our butt. Yeah. I mean, and as you point out in the series, even the chairs we sit on, they're actually tools created in response to the changes in the way that we work. Yeah, which is fascinating, right? So I think we need to sort of look at it, though, now from a perspective of this is a slow-moving health crisis that we've gotten into. And and we know that being sedentary is bad, like we've heard all this. But what what researchers are finding is that, you know, the standing desk or working out in the morning before you go to the office or, or sit down at your desk that's not good enough. And so I have been spending time with researchers at Columbia University who have found in their lab what they think is the easiest, most efficient way to offset some of these sedentary problems. And that is simply moving for five minutes every half hour. So I was a participant in their study. And one day I sat and worked on my laptop for eight hours. Mm -hmm. Then I came back a week later and I had these movement snacks 
as they call them. And the results were extraordinary. My blood sugar was cut nearly in half. My blood pressure was down five points and my mood was way better. Mm. But the question is, you know, can, right, can we do this in the real world? And, and that's what we want to find out with this series. It's got this interactive component. Yeah, we'll get to that in, in a moment. But I first want to hear a clip from your first episode. It shows that, you know, some of the people, some of the ways that a, a sedentary screen filled lifestyle is affecting folks. My shoulders sometimes hurt sitting at a computer hunched over. It doesn't seem like it's something that takes a lot of energy, but it absolutely does. I'm not sleeping great. I'm so tense and tight. My back aches. I tend to just continuously lean further and further and further into the computer screen. Yeah, I think I feel it most in my eyes. And it almost feels like you're drunk or something. It's like, it's such a dizzy, distractive, it's almost disassociative. Yeah, I can relate, Manoush. How about you? (laughs) Well, I think we all can, and especially over the pandemic. I think a lot of us were just feeling so exhausted and granted mm-hmm. like world events were <laughs> part of the reason but I just thought like how, how are we going to keep going like this I am so tired at the end of a day of sitting all I want to do is move over to the couch and look at another screen and it just made me want to try and understand like were my why were my eyes hurting what was happening to my back why did I feel depressed at the end of the day and it turns out there are Real, you know, good reasons. We, we, it's predicted that by 2050, half of the world's population will be nearsighted. And it is that double whammy of spending more time inside and our eyes adapting to look at screens right in front of us that is leading to this. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to blindness and all kinds of problems. So if you follow the rabbit hole of your symptoms, it turns out there are really I mean, the body is amazing. It can adapt to whatever you throw at it. And what we're throwing at it right now is free time. Yeah, blindness and, and some other conditions too, right? This modern lifestyle that we're living causes some chronic health conditions. I'm, I'm thinking of diabetes, um, heart yeah. disease, right? Yeah, and, and the researchers I talked to were like, you know, it's not going to happen tomorrow or next week, but we're at this point where we're seeing an accumulation, right? It, it's uh, young people right now have twi- are twice as likely to have type 2 diabetes than they were 20 years ago. And so it's this sort of slow-moving train wreck that is going to uh, potentially hurt each of us as individuals. Certainly, it's going to come with a very big price tag for employers and for our healthcare system. But also, you know, we are going to be living longer. Do we want to be living in a way that we just feel awful all the time? I, I don't. I don't want to do that. And and I don't. I don't claim to know the answer here. I think it's going to take some serious uh, experimentation to see if we can change our cultural mindset when it comes to how we interact with our gadgets and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way we work. So, I mean, as you talked about earlier, nearly every task that we perform in a given day, it's been made more efficient by technology. Yes. I mean, we're more efficient than ever before today, right? But this modern efficiency isn't so good for our bodies, especially our brains. So let's turn back to some more solutions and and things that we can do to Mm. offset the harm, right? So you mentioned earlier this need to 
move for at least five minutes every half hour, was it? Yes. Well, ideally, um, you know, basically sitting for long periods of time is is bad for you because uh, when your muscles don't move, they don't process glucose, they don't process lipids, and you essentially turn stagnant as as a body. And so moving gets things literally going in your body and allows it to process. So the researchers at Columbia University are saying, you know, we think that this is the ideal amount. If you can do two, five minutes of very gentle movement, uh, that's walking like two miles an hour, which is a stroll really, every half hour, um, that's going to make a difference. But what they're saying is, can people do this? It, you know, it's one thing. I was in the lab. Somebody tapped me on the shoulder and told me when it was time to walk on the treadmill every half hour. So what we're asking listeners to do is join a study. So we are partnering with Columbia for a crowdsource study to see if this is even realistic. So if you sign up, you will be, um, you, I think you can choose. I, I chose the every five minutes uh, every half an hour, mm -hmm. you're going to be put into a group where they're going to track you over the next three weeks and ask you to add some movement to your day. And, you know, you cannot fail, right? Because if you drop off, these researchers want to know why. What is the point that it makes it too difficult? But what I would love to see, Sasha Ann, is like people having Zoom meetings and when it's time for them to walk, they just stand up mm. and they shuffle back and forth side to side. Like, Maybe that won't be weird. Really? You want to see room. a bunch of people in the, yes. in the boxes just walking and pacing back and forth? Well, we that would be interesting. The default it would right, and the the default right now in our lives is sitting, and it's it's not working for us. We don't feel good. It's having an awful impact. I think if there's ways that we can figure out how to move better uh, on a daily basis and still get things done. Uh, that's a win-win. Yeah. When do participants have to sign up in order to participate in this study? Okay. So the participation, the study uh, just opened, sign up just opened today. You can go to npr.org slash body electric, uh, but there is a deadline uh, Sunday night at 1159 p.m. EST. They will close the sign up period um, and the study will commence. Um, I think thousands have already signed up already. So we, we hope you'll join us to see if we can integrate more movement into our lives. And if, if we can't, then we want to know why and we want to learn and, and really take the science forward. We want to get it out of the lab and into the real world. And I think, you know, we're all going to learn something about our habits, ourselves, how, how we use our time and our bodies, which is always kind of fun and interesting anyway. Yeah, I love the the point that you make in your reporting, you know, that short bursts of movement are more effective than one long workout. Because, you know, folks are used to that hour of exercise a day. Go to the gym and just do it's, an hour workout, but it's, yeah. it's not as effective as you might think. Isn't that depressing? Like, the, I feel bad for, like, the CrossFit warriors. Like, <laughs> if they go and do their big workout in the morning and then they go and sit on their butts all day, yeah, no, don't don't get me wrong. That workout is great for you, but it's not going to mitigate the effects of sitting for the rest of the day on a screen. Um, <laughs> same thing with a standing desk. I mean, maybe it probably feels good, but without the movement, you don't get the benefits. So um, 
it's frustrating. I think it's good. All, changing your habits are really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think if we know that there are thousands of other people trying to do this at the same time, uh, it, it can really like maybe that's going to invigorate it invigorate us to give it a try uh we did (laughs) we did have one group of office uh workers test this out for us over the summer and the guy one guy was like oh my god i was on a flight and then it was time for me to get up and walk and um the stewardess got really mad at me the flight attendant got very mad that i was getting up to walk but all the people in my row decided to do it too so you know Wow. Good behavior can be catching, right? <laughs> That's interesting. Well, I got to ask you about the inspiration for the name of the series, Body Electric. Yeah, you know, I there's electricity is what the body makes the body go. It it it's what powers us to feel and move and think. Now, it's a it's a different electricity. Bioelectricity is very different than the kind that powers our devices, mm-hmm. but I just keep thinking we use the same terminology, right? We feel overloaded. We feel drained. We kind of refer to ourselves as machines, as as batteries, but we're not. We are not. The human body is incredibly complex. We don't understand a lot of it. We're just beginning to understand how the mind and body uh, communicate with each other. And when you add tech into the mix, there is so much still to learn. It's it's fascinating. So I'm hoping to electrify all of us, make us feel <laughs> energized yes. and powered up. And real quick, what should we expect for episode two, dropping next week? Oh, it's great. We talked to an NYU um, media and technology historian about the, <laughs> the way the computer got into our lives and how it changed the way that we ended up using our bodies. Uh, you will also get to go into the, that lab at Columbia University with me. Uh, I had my glucose, my heart rate, my movements, my everything monitored. And uh, wow. it was kind of looking forward to it. Yes. Manoush Zamarodi is the host of Body Electric. That's a new series from NPR's TED Radio Hour. You can listen to new episodes every Tuesday in the TED Radio Hour podcast feed. Thank you so much, Manoush. Thank you, Sasha Ann.